Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Beyond Grit with your host, me, Robert Young. So have you ever thought about things in the perspective of I can't do that or the I don't want to and then flip your I can't into, well, I can do it, but I really just don't want to or it's not about ability. It's about just your desire to do something and put the time in to make it successful. Um, and the reason I say that I just recently or this episode with uh, Shawnee Markey is um, his through hike on the AT. And if you guys don't know, it's the Appalachian Trail. It's on the East Coast and it starts in Georgia and it ends up in Maine at uh, Mount uh, Katahdin. And it's rough. Roughly 2,190 plus miles. So people start in the spring and they finish up in the early fall. Um, it took Shawnee five and a half months to do the hike. So I interviewed him on a Thursday and then the next day, Friday, we went and uh, did a backpacking trip. And our mileage was small and it was two days. And um, I've always thought about hiking the AT. I think it would be fantastic. Now, I think that, yes, I can do it, but mm, I just don't know if I really want to. Um, It's that day in, day out grind that you have to do where there's that honeymoon period where this is fantastic and every single day you're out in the woods and you're walking and you're meeting people along the way. But then halfway through, you're like, oh my God, I'm doing this again day after day after day. And then it turns into a personal challenge. And whether it started out as both a personal challenge and something that was exciting, at the end of it, it's a personal challenge. And listening to his stories of, you know, just seeing animals out there, seeing views, what his favorite, you know, trails or states were, um, it was just interesting. But back to my two day, I went, uh, we hiked about 10 miles the first day. And our packs range from 30 to probably 36 pounds. We had, got to camp. It was fine. It was all good. Um, Laid down. Now you're sleeping on the ground. I'm 49 years old. Now I'm sleeping on the ground. It was fine till about four o'clock in the morning. Then all of a sudden I was to the right. I was flipping to the left. I was onto my back. My hips hurt. My back hurt. And um, I, I know it would probably, I would get used to it, but I just don't know if I would want to hike you know, almost 2,200 miles. And I look at people like this and that do it and that complete it. And I'm, I'm kind of in awe and it's very impressive and they impress the heck out of me. So, you know, whenever you come to a challenge like that in your life, I think it's just, you have to sit down and ask yourself, you know, it's not that I can't do it, but it might be, I just don't want to do it and that's okay. And, uh, but, uh, you can do, you know, we can do anything. We can do whatever we want. And it goes back to that whole saying of, we can do anything that you put your mind to. And that is a hundred percent correct. Now you might just not want to do it and that's okay. But, uh, 
sit back, listen to his story. It was it was great. He's a young guy, and uh, it was a really good interview. And uh, grab yourself a cup of coffee, maybe a hot tea, and sit back and enjoy. Hey, Shawnee, how you doing? Doing great. Good. So Shawnee's here on the show, and we're going to talk about his through hike on the AT. Um, he he did it, and um, he did it for charity also, and we're, we'll talk about that, and that was raising awareness for mental health and suicide. So on the show, it's going to be fun and interesting, and if you're a hiker, you'll love it. Outdoor enthusiast, you'll love it. Hopefully, you'll get some tips, and it'll be interesting to hear his story from beginning to end. And um, so... Did you do this um, as for charity from the very beginning, or did it kind of morph into that? Uh, it really morphed into part of the whole journey, because um, the initial idea of hiking the AT was something that was always in the back of my mind, something I always like dreamed of. I was like, you know, there's this like crazy idea, like that crazy adventure of just hiking the AT and being out there that was always kind of part of me, but never seemed realistic. But with 2020 happening and like I worked my first year like out of college and I just wasn't that happy and having a good time. And I figured, you know what, like this is the best time in my life to hike the AT. Like every year I put it off, it's only going to get harder and harder. I'm going to have more and more responsibilities. So I kind of just decided to hike the trail. And with that, I knew that I was hiking the trail for myself. It was a very, very personal, very kind of self-centered decision. And I felt very selfish about that. I was like, I wanted to kind of get away from the world, get away from society, everything that was happening. I was just kind of sick of it. And I wanted to just escape. Mm -hmm. And that's, and the trail really called me in that. But like I mentioned before, I felt very selfish about it. And I wanted to do something bigger than me with the hike, just to kind of like, I knew I was going to have a lot of attention. Like I, I have a big family, uh -huh. big family. So like I knew at the very least all my family would be following along and like um, I would get a lot of attention just from them. So I was like, you know what? Like if all these people are going to be like checking out my hike and following along, may as well like take their attention and put it towards something else, something more positive that I'm really close to. And with 2020, I was pretty much – um, obviously bothered by everything that was going on. Right. And, but what hit me really personally was just like the lack of talk and discussion on mental health and like suicide and how everything that was happening last year was not helping any of that. Mm -hmm. And it just worried me that no one was, that, that wasn't a bigger issue. And I felt like it wasn't talked about enough. And I just really felt for people who were struggling. So I figured with my hike, hopefully people who would check it out, it would just be like kind of like a quick reminder, like there are people out there struggling with mental health issues and it's been a really hard, it's been a really hard year for everyone. And like, it's been even harder for people struggling with some mental health 
Yeah, that's good that you guys in your generation is, are you guys are bringing the mental health issues to light mm-hmm. where um, it really wasn't talked about in our my generation. You know, we just kind of shoved it down, down yeah. and down, you know, and but or you had people that turned to, um, you know, drugs and alcohol and, mm-hmm. and things like that. And that still goes on today. Oh, yeah. Right. And now you know it gives people it's becoming more accepted to find somebody to talk to mm-hmm. you know about the things that you're dealing with and the struggles and the issues and you guys have a whole other set of issues and struggles than you know we did growing up and um and i see it and i see it in the young people that i'm around um it it's just there and that was that was good to to kind of bring it up and mm-hmm. Just kind of get it out there and make people exactly. aware. Yep. Just kind of start that conversation. Yeah. Well, that's good. Did you... So where did you grow up? I grew up in Wisconsin outside Milwaukee. Are so. you only child or do you have siblings? Um, I'm one of five kids. Okay. Uh, I'm the second youngest of them. So there's four boys and one sister. And one sister. Yeah. All right. Are they all out of the house? Yep. Um, my younger brother, he's still in school, but yeah, he's in school at Wisconsin, but everyone else is out and they're older than me. So okay. Living their lives. Doing their thing. Yep. Is there a big age gap between? Uh, it's 10 years from the oldest and youngest, but we're pretty evenly split. Okay. There's so nothing too crazy. Yeah. Did uh would you get what brought your parents down here? Uh my dad's job changed. They're just location. They moved all their had all their locations into a central headquarters here in Charlotte. Okay. So, all right. What yeah. does your dad do? He works as he works with like supply chain management for uh I think right now it's diversity and they just pretty much do like cleaning supplies and Okay. He does a lot of work with like plastics and things like that, but he does most of the global supply chain work. Yeah, that's got to be that's a fun industry right now. Yeah, he's pretty busy, pretty stressed out. <laughs> I a bet. lot going on. Yeah. So, <laughs> what about your mom? Uh, she actually just retired this year. She, um, she kind of, I mean, she was a stay-at-home mom for all five of us kids. Nice. And then when she moved down here, she started working as a teacher's assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she actually decided to retire from that this past year and kind of just be ready to be available to travel for our family and Perfect. visit people and just be open to any and all opportunities. Yeah. So, so where are you living now? I live in Austin, Texas. So How do you I, like that? It's, it's fun. It's a lot. It's pretty great. Yeah. I ended up moving there in February of 2020. So worked a month and then everything got shut down. So I haven't really been able to fully experience Austin Mm -hmm. and yeah. So that's kind of, yeah, I haven't been really able to embrace it and enjoy for what it has to offer. Yeah. Austin was cool. I've only been there once and, um, it was fun. We had a really good time. Mm -hmm. It was a manageable city. You know, it wasn't a gigantic thing. It, kind of reminded me of charlotte yeah a little bit you're downtown and then all the different neighborhoods surrounded so work is that where how you got out to austin was because of the job yep 
Um, I had spent a spring break, my senior year spring break in Austin for like a weekend as part of the trip. And that's how I got interested in Austin. It became like a top destination for me. Um, but yeah, and then I found a job there cause I was looking for jobs there. Do you plan on heading back? Yeah. Um, I'm actually heading back in just a couple of days. Oh yeah. So I'm, should be, I'm leaving my parents place tonight, but to head up to Wisconsin to visit my sister and brother and friends and family and stuff. Um, but then head down back to Austin and maybe I think right after Halloween. Okay. So, so all every, did all your siblings, everybody stay up in Wisconsin? Uh, my sister, she did, uh, she lives in Milwaukee. My little brother goes to school in Madison, but my two older brothers actually both ended up getting jobs in LA and San Diego. So it's kind of a weird coincidence that they ended up on the West coast within like two hours of each other. Yeah. So. I, that's uh that is interesting. Yeah, it's a lot warmer over there in San oh, Diego. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> and way in Austin over there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah and that if you can tell, we all kind of got out of Wisconsin. <sighs> I know for my sister, but I stay. We were in Michigan. I moved from Michigan. Uh shoot, it's almost ten and a half years, and mm-hmm. it was nice. It was beautiful um, up until November. Yep. And then, as you know, it's just the gray sets in. But, no, it's it's nice. I enjoy living out here. Um, so w- when you decided, were you always kind of like an outdoors person growing up and hiking and camping and things like that? Yeah, I would say so. I always loved being outdoors. It was kind of, it even was a big reason for me choosing the what I wanted to study in school and the profession that I wanted to take after school. So, okay. What was that? Uh, I ended up, I wanted to get into engineering when I went to school and it was kind of in between, it was kind of civil engineering. And then, um, Wisconsin offers a undergraduate degree in geological engineering. And I was pretty, they kind of baited me into geological engineering because they're like, yeah, you get to go on field trips all the time and like travel all over. I'm like, that sounds like a ton of fun. I'll just yeah. try that out. And I never really had a reason to leave. And I just like enjoyed the school um, or the schooling. And so I got my degree in geological engineering. And I work right now for a as a field engineer for a company. We do the geotech work for wind and solar farms. Okay. So I pretty much spend all my time working outside on the road. So, nice. Yeah, it's it's been pretty great. So last year everyone when everyone had to be pretty much stuck inside at home i was fortunate enough to be outside getting fresh air every day and being able to travel and see new areas and stuff so what was the longest camping outing that you had prior to this um hmm. for geology in school we did a lot of like camping trips and stuff like that um but nothing more than like a couple nights. And then I'd never been backpacking. So like I'd never like put a backpack on and carried all my gear out with me. And so, but they like, everyone recommends do a shakedown hike to kind of see what gear you want and if it works or not. So I'd spent like a two night, three day shakedown hike in, in a state park in Texas before I left. And that was the only backpacking experience I had. How heavy was your pack? When I weighed it in Amicalola, it was 41 pounds. Okay. So I was on the heavier end. Yeah. I was very much on the heavier end. Although at that point, I was also carrying 
I think I had four liters of water in my backpack. Oh, okay. Which I soon realized you never really need more than a liter. Yeah. So. Yeah, once you cut that down, that's a big, I mean, what is it? Um, 8.8 pounds is a gallon of water. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm heading out tomorrow to go on a weekend and nice. we're doing a two night and I weighed my bag and it was 25 pounds. I'm like, nice. awesome. That's awesome. That was before water. So, but I'll bring two, you know, two liters. Mm-hmm. And um, did, um, now when you go out onto the AT, are you going from shelter to shelter or did you pack a tent or a bivy? How did you, or so a I, hammock? I had a tent. Um, um, some people have a hammock, like you know, but very few people I saw with just a, like a tarp. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had the tent and would kind of go from shelter to shelter just because I was like the gathering place. You knew there were going to be people there. You would always have friends there. There's water. There's a privy. Um, and if it's raining, you have a roof above your mm-hmm. head. But you soon realize that like sleeping in the shelter, you tend to not get your best sleep just okay. because it's... You got people sleeping next to you. You got snoring. You pretty much are um, held down by their schedule. So if someone wakes up at 5 a.m. to get going, odds are you're going to wake up and be up after that. Um, so you start to realize that sleep. You, I would get my best sleep in my tent. Okay. So I would come to the shelters and set up my tent and Somewhere. sleep in my tent. So, Who dropped you off day one? My parents did. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was a lot of fun with them. Well, how did, uh, how, what was their reaction when you were like, Hey, I'm, uh, I'm kind of shut down here and I'm going to go hike the AT. It was, um, it was actually a big kind of decision because my dad had flown out to Austin to help me buy my first car. And like we had gotten all the, the, everything settled. I had the car picked out. I actually had already ordered it and like got car insurance and everything, but like, at this point, I still in my head knew that I was going to hike the AT, and I hadn't told anybody. Okay. It had been, like, three months that I, like, decided to do it and still hadn't told anybody, but, like, um, was just keeping it to myself. But it had been, like, three months, and I was ready to buy the car, and then I called my mom kind of in a panic, and I was like, Mom, like, I don't think I should buy the car right now. Like, there's kind of, like, something that's come up, and, like... I think I'm going to hike the AT instead. Like, and I don't think buying a car is going to be a smart decision because it's not just going to be sitting there. I'm going to be losing money on it. Um, and surprisingly she was like very supportive and she's like, that's amazing. Like, that's so cool. Like, I'm so happy for you to, for deciding to do that. And like, that was kind of a big turning point on deciding to hike the trail because it was, it scared me so much because I was like, I mean, there's always the fear of failure or like something's going to go wrong. And it's like this Mm -hmm. crazy idea. Like I had no backpacking experience, didn't know what I was doing. And so even though in my head and I was telling myself every day I was going to do it, it wasn't real. Yeah. Like I hadn't told it to anybody. I hadn't like, like I could still bail on it. So when I told it to my mom, that was like my first encounter with the reality of this is going to happen. Yeah. And her like initial immediate support was really gratifying and like i was so appreciative of that because it was like all right this is the right decision yeah 
like I need to do this. So good. How was dad? He was like, "Why'd I come out to Austin to yeah. buy the car?" <laughs> but uh, he was pretty supportive. Just as well. a visit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, "You didn't enjoy your time here." <laughs> uh, that's. Uh... I, I can't believe that um, you had never really been backpacking and mm-hmm. then took on the AT. Yeah. Um, it's probably good. It's probably one of those where you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. I like, look back now and like knowing what the AT is and what kind of backpacking experiences I had out there. I'm like, it like scares you to think about going back out there or doing a trip like that because you know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, what month did you start? I started at the end of March, so March 26th. And how long did it take? I ended on September 8th, so I think it was like five and a half months, roughly. Okay. So. Is that typical? Yeah, I mean, they say like most people finish like, they say six months is a good estimate. Yeah, that's kind of what I was. So. Did you take a lot of breaks as you were going? Um, no. And that was like a big reason why I kind of finished underneath the six mark since month mark was like, I didn't have any major injuries, no major setbacks that like I had to take a week off or like, um, had to actually get off trail. Um, and I didn't do any traveling. Like I didn't have any weddings or like major family events that I needed to get off for. So the longest period of time I was off trail was maybe like a day and a half. Okay. And I kind of engraved that in my mind in the beginning was like, I came out here to hike the trail. Like I'm going to be out here on the trail. I don't want to be, um, kind of out traveling around. Yeah. Which is like, I kind of regret it. Like if I did it differently, maybe I would have spent more time in towns and stuff, Mm -hmm. but like also that's what I wanted out of my first through hike. And so, yeah, they, um, I think it would be hard some days it would be hard to go and sleep in a cushy hotel mm-hmm. for a couple nights and then pack, put that pack back on and exactly. away you go. That was like the hardest thing of every time you went into town. You're like, all right, like we'd call it falling into the vortex. Like uh-huh. You start realizing how great the bed is. You have air conditioning. It's raining outside. You don't right. have to go out there. Yeah. Like, um, and you're like, why am I out there dealing with all this stuff when I can be here eating good food, having a good time? Um, how, how was the, uh, how was the first couple days on the hike? Um, they weren't actually that bad. Uh, there's so many people right away and, um, I made sure I was only doing like eight miles. Okay. Um, didn't want to push myself too hard and like, um, the weather wasn't terrible. Like I had, when we drove there, it was like this massive thunderstorm, just dumping rain. It was actually, there's, um, in Amicolo there, there's like an iconic stairwell that pretty much leads you up to the, um, pretty much leads you out of Amicolo, the falls. And it's kind of the, an iconic start to the trail, uh-huh. but it had all washed out that day before oh. I arrived. So it, it was like, Hadn't really happened before, I guess. So they had to like now um, recommend a different kind of side okay. trail to get up there to Springer Mountain, and but that just kind of shows how much it rained the day before. Yeah. So we were coming down. I'm like, all right, this is gonna be what the trail is like. I'm just gonna be dumped on all the time. But it was not bad in the beginning. So well, and there were just so many people too, and like everyone's on that kind of high high like, of hey. starting exactly. So it's just positive energy everywhere. It's, 
easy to keep going. What was your trail name? Uh, I was Hokey Pokey. Okay. So. Nice. How'd you get that? Who gave that to you? Um, that one actually, it took me a while to get. Um, I mean, some people get their trail names first week, but I was pretty picky and I wanted a trail name that like meant something to me. And uh-huh. I was hiking with these, like a group of girls and like we were in Georgia, you kind of just like climb up these ridiculous mountains and it's like, and like you get up to them and it's like, it's, it just seems really hard. I mean, you're first time backpacking, you're going straight up these mountains, you get mm-hmm. maybe a quick view and then you go straight back down. And it's like, it's just mentally tough. And you pretty much, I was trying to like keep everyone motivated because I could see like spirits were dropping. People are like, I mean, no one's in good shape. No yeah. one's in shape to be hiking that. And like you hike up these hills and you're exhausted and you're like, this sucks. And I was just trying to keep people motivated. And I was like telling them like my like thought process of like, Every time we got to a great view, I was like, guys, like, this is what it's all about. This is why we're like hiking the trail. This is why we have to like hike up these hills is because we get these beautiful views that like no one else gets. And like, I just kept saying like, this is what it's all about. And somebody uh, like kind of caught on. They're like, you know what? Like they, at this point they were trying to give me a name and they're uh-huh. like, we want it to be something with that's like, this is what it's all about because you keep saying that. And then someone was like, what's that song where they go? That's what it's all about. Uh, and that's hokey pokey was born there you go and yeah, it was pretty funny pretty goofy and i thought it was just dumb enough for me so yeah how many uh by the time you start in the very beginning and then you start thinning out right mm-hmm. and um how many people do you think that you started with finished that first initial week there are so many people um I'd want to say like maybe a third of the people they have the stat that like it's something like um, like 15 to 30 percent of the people who attempt the trail finish it Mm -hmm. Um, and it's they kind of say it splits up where like half the people are gone by Harper's Ferry like the midway point and then of that remaining half another half are gone before um, okay by the end um so, but like those first two weeks, you probably see about 25% of the people drop out. Okay. It's just people who like got out there and were like, this is not what I was planning on. I was not ready for this. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And they just kind of fall. Yeah. So the, were the numbers down because of COVID? Um, on how many people were yeah. hitting the trail? They were, last year they were down. Um, it was something, it was empty. Like there was nobody on trail. Um like all the hostels were closed you'd go into town and like grocery stores were closed you couldn't really like it wasn't as welcoming there weren't people doing trail magic you couldn't get hitches uh-huh. um it was just like a really bad year last year so like and also the atc was telling everyone like get off trail get off. like you can't be here they were shut all the privies were locked shut they weren't they said people couldn't stay in the shelters um so not many people did the trail last year and of the people who did a lot of them dropped out okay um but then this year was i think the highest amount of through hikers to do it but i think it's like every year it's always like a little more yeah just like more and more people do it but i think this year was like a dramatic jump up of number of through hikers just because everyone last year who were planning to do it last year or dropped out last year came back and tried it again this year Plus, you had everyone who was like planning to do it this year, 
And then with the pandemic, so many people like myself were motivated to do the trail because just what was going on with the pandemic. Yeah, I did. So um, I've only done little overnights and stuff at a couple of places on the AT. And I did last winter, we did um, Little Hump and Big Hump. And that's right there, um, right on the border, North Carolina and Tennessee. And there's a uh, area that they have set up for through hikers, and they can stay right on their property. And um, and I was talking to him. He drove us up to the trailhead, and that was the year of COVID. He's like, nobody. He yeah. said, that was like, that's our business. And mm-hmm. it was, we were dead. Yeah, all the small towns, like all the like small diners and like iconic restaurants on trail, like they had no business last year. Like everything was pretty much shut down. And then like I remember going into like diners and like different restaurants and being like, and they were like backed up. Like there's just through hikers everywhere. And like we'd go in and we're like, yeah, like we know you guys are stressed out. Like sorry about like all this commotion. Like, yeah. And they're like, oh, don't worry about it. Like we love you guys. Like we need you guys. Like that's it cool. Was without last year, like it's so great to have everyone back so it was kind of like it was just kind of really felt good to kind of yeah be there and see that they really appreciated us and like obviously we really appreciated all their amazing food and their yeah generosity so did uh so what'd your pack weigh by the time you were done honestly i don't think it ever dropped below like 35 pounds i always had a really big heavy pack Pack. and i was like i was okay with it i mean i'd started out really heavy and so many people had kind of like right away in the beginning like gear was a huge thing that everyone talked about right away and like so many people like oh you're gonna get rid of that so fast like you're gonna drop half the stuff you have like it just like kind of made me feel like i was doing it wrong and i was like you know like i really don't care about what you think like I'm going to still do it. Like if my pack's heavy, my pack's heavy. I'm like, I'm still going to hike. It's not going to stop me from going. Um, And as you like get your trail legs and get, can like physically start hiking mountains and stuff, like your weight doesn't matter as much. Uh So I was just like, you know what? Like I like having the items I do and like, I didn't spend a lot of money on some of my stuff. So that's why it's a little bit heavier. And like, I'm okay with that. And the, so yeah it's amazing you know it's amazing when i i see people on the trail and they're hiking and they're through hiking and they have such a small pack mm-hmm. like you know i'm looking at it it's like that's got to be like a 35 liter pack that they've got and how are they doing it and mm-hmm. they just have to be so stripped down of stuff oh yeah you pretty much, yeah, at that point, you've got to have, like, if you have the gear, like, tents and, like, sleeping pads and, like, um, a sleeping bag, if that, you have, like, the lightest and pretty much, like, the newest um, equipment out there. But then so many people also just, like, get rid of that. Like, I had a bunch of friends who, for the last 100 miles, just everyone ditched their tents. They were just like, you know what? Like, we don't even need them. And it's like, you really could do the whole trail without a tent. Like you could stay at a shelter every time. You could sleep outside under the stars every night, and like, it's doable. But um, it's yeah, like, it's kind of you do what you want, and like if you want the luxury of having a tent, you got to deal with it and carry it. But if yeah. you want to be light and move faster and be more comfortable when you're hiking, then why not get rid of a tent? Right. So kind of your choice. Exactly. Any animals? Do you have any bear? I did. Um, it was funny. Everyone 
going into the Smokies, everyone's like, yeah, like if you haven't seen a bear, you're going to see him in the Smokies and made it through the Smokies, didn't see a single no. bear. And I was like, all right, that's just my luck. And then the next day I see a mama bear and three cubs walking right up near the trail next to me. So I was like, all right, right after I leave the Smokies, there they are. There they are. Um, and then also in New Jersey, there was a bear that jumped out like 15 feet in front of me on trail and like ran away down the trail, jumped off, like looked at me and then just kept running. But <laughs> they're all over the place in New Jersey. So Are they? It was like every day someone's like, oh, yep, there's a bear. You'd see in a log like, yep, saw three bear today. Like, wow. I'm going like, yeah, it's pretty crazy. You wouldn't expect New Jersey to be no. like that. But no, I know. I'm, I'm thinking more just like you said. Oh. Just like you said, the um, in in the Smoky Mountains, mm-hmm. you know, that's where you know I would think you would see it. Yeah, and I've been—I don't know what it is with us. My wife and I—we hike, and we are very quiet hikers. Mm-hmm. As you know, when you're on the trail, you only have so many words, and eventually yep. you're like, "I'm just hiking. Exactly. I'm thinking. I'm hiking," and. We haven't seen anything. I mean, you, your deer, mm-hmm. you know, your chipmunks and your squirrels. The most we did see, um, we were out in Rocky Mountain National Park, and we hiked down. We were the only ones. It was early. We hiked down and then into this open field, and I thought for sure, man, we're gonna see yeah. some elk out there. Something got out there. Nothing. So then we're like, all right, we're heading back up. And we actually hiked down to it. So now we're heading back up. And I'm walking, you know, as your eyes are down to the ground. And I heard something like, and I looked up. And there was this humongous moose standing in the middle of the trail from like, I don't know, me to maybe, you know, 20 feet past you. Yep. And it was like one of those gigantic ones with the huge rack. Yeah. And, um, but that was cool. But nothing. Yeah. I don't see anything. Yeah. The moose are, moose are pretty scary too. That's a, that's a huge, that's a good one to see. Huge. Any rattlesnakes? Yeah. That's, um, they were pretty big in, um, Pennsylvania and Maryland area. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, yeah, there was one time I was just hiking and like, it was literally right in the middle of the trail and I like almost stepped on it and like jumped back and like it wasn't rattling or anything and it was like this massive like four foot long rattlesnake it just started like looking at me we were checking each other out it started like coming towards me and I was like nope I'll step away <laughs> and then it started to go in the bushes and still never rattled at me so huh. it's like people on the trail are always like yeah like or like people always tell you like don't hike with your headphones in because you'll hear the rattles but like yeah this guy didn't even rattle at me and like I could have stepped on it easily and then when it went into the bushes and I started to walk by it started to rattle okay um but then it like once it saw me it stopped and it would like come towards me like it was like curious or like maybe it thought I was food and it like didn't want to scare me off yeah so it was just kind of a weird interaction but pretty fun yeah I really enjoyed that (laughs) how did you um how'd you get used to sleeping out there in in the woods was it how long did it take before you were like, we're good? Like, honestly, like two or three weeks. It was yeah. bad. Like I was not sleeping at yeah. all. I was waking up. Like 
obviously I was sore and in pain from hiking every day and then like wasn't sleeping to recover and like would wake up exhausted. I'm like, this is not going to work. But yeah. like, at some point your body figures it out and you get comfortable with sleeping on an air mattress and with your clothes as a pillow. Like, yeah, you get, you figure it out. You just have to be able to push through that rough period in the beginning. And I, I always have earplugs with me. I'll mm-hmm. put earplugs in. I tell people, they're always like, do you carry a gun? Do you do that? I was like, no, yeah. I, I yeah. don't carry a gun. No. <laughs> I put earplugs in. If I'm going to get attacked by something, just attack. Yeah. You know, I don't want to hear it coming. Exactly. Just make <laughs> but, it quick. <laughs> yeah. Be done. Yep. Um, how many miles were you, did you get up to a day? So you started at like eight miles a day. And um, then I like, I mean, I gradually pushed on, did more and more. Uh, there was a stretch where I was doing like 20 to 24 every day. I never did big miles. Um, yeah. I, when it came to the end, I was probably on average doing like 14 to 18 miles a day. Like if I got like 14 miles in, I felt good about the day and mm-hmm. like, I just kept on going. But a big part of that also was like, I usually wouldn't get out of camp until like 10 AM. Okay. I was always like the last person to leave camp. I like enjoyed sleeping in like everyone else would be getting up at six, leaving by seven. And like, I'd wake up and hear them all leave. And then I'd fall back asleep for like another hour or so. And then take my time in the morning. Um, yeah. I mean, which, what's the rush? Exactly. And I was like, we're all going the same place. Like I don't hike that slow where I'm going to lose everybody if I don't leave right now. And, um, I enjoy my, my mornings and my sleep. So, yeah. <laughs> Did you hike with um, the same group for most of the trail, or did you kind of break off and get new people and old people, or did you just kind of like find a little group of people that you guys enjoyed each other and hiked mm-hmm. along? Um, I was, like I mentioned earlier, I kind of went out this trail for myself mm-hmm. and to like kind of be alone. So like when I first started, I really didn't want to like commit to a tramley or like a group of friends who you hike the whole trail with pretty much. Um, so, and I enjoyed being by myself. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to entertain anybody. I didn't have to like uphold a conversation while hiking. I just got to spend time alone and be comfortable. So I pretty much spent most of my time by myself. But with that, like I would be hopping in and out of friend, like tramleys and friend groups like that. So like I would hike with one group for like two weeks at a time. And then like, they would go do something and I would be like, you know what? Like I want to keep on hiking or like I would want to go do something. They would keep on hiking and like I'd be separated and then I'd make new friends or like um, I was just constantly in and out of like different friend groups, but like always pretty much surrounded by friends who Mm -hmm. I had made on the trail. Like there was never really a point where I felt like I was alone. Okay. So what were some, were there any point on the trail where you were like, I'm done. I want to, I want to quit. There were, so when I first started, I like engraved in my mind that I was going to do it no matter what. So I, and I was not going to allow the option of quitting to ever enter my mind. But there were times where I was like, this is awful. Mm -hmm. Like this just sucks being out here. Like I'm not having a good time. Like something needs to change. Otherwise it's going to get questionable. Mm-hmm. Um, and like in Virginia that happened I had um, I'd been hiking with a friend group for like two three weeks for a long time and they weren't going as fast as I wanted to and like 
usually in Virginia is when people tend to like push their miles to kind of like see how much they can do. Okay. And I wanted to try doing that. I wanted to like push myself and I like I jumped ahead and pretty much jumped into like a whole new group of people and like didn't know anybody and like in Virginia is when they say like the Virginia blues come around. It's like the honeymoon phase of hiking the trail wears off. So like you're not really everything isn't new and glamorous again it's kind of like all right we've seen this done this it's just kind of getting mm-hmm. tiresome um so that was hitting me um but it never really it like made the trail not as fun like okay. i wasn't having a good time but like i wasn't going to get off trail same thing happened in southern maine that was like that was a really bad area yeah it was um Everyone always talks about like the White Mountains and how like beautiful and like crazy the hiking is there and like it is. It's like the hardest hiking you'll see on trail. Um and then you hit southern Maine and it's like the same. It's like still these insane climbs and descents, like a lot of questionable like parts of the trail where I was like questioning, I'm like, if I fall here, like I'm breaking a leg, I'm like I'm getting off like that's the end of my hike and I made it all the way to Maine and like this is going to happen and like at that point also i had to take a day off to wait for shoes to get delivered it was the first time on the entire trail where like i had a complication come up okay that i had to deal with and like couldn't keep hiking to deal with like kind of so my friends who i was hiking with at the time had all hiked out the day before so i ended up being a day behind all my friends i had to make i was pretty much alone trying to make like new friends in the group around me and going through this and like incredibly rough area of southern maine and it was like that that point i was like my body was really beat up from just coming through the whites all my gear was falling apart and i was like i've been doing what like 2000 ish miles of this and like it's not getting any easier like it's the hardest stuff i've seen on the entire trail and like I'm not having a good time. Like that was, it was like surprising that it was, I was in Maine and like only right. had a couple hundred left to go, but I was literally questioning. I'm like, I could, I could get off here. Like I can see people quitting right here. Like this is not, this is not a good time. Yeah. And then so, you just kind of, I just pushed through, pushed on through. Yeah. That was all it was to it. I was like, I just have to keep on going. Like someone's I had, there was one of my good friends who are a good friend that I've made and, north carolina we hadn't seen each other since north carolina and we ran into each other at the border of maine and she was like the only person i knew around me so it was like nice to have that one person from like far back good yeah and good support system and like you like gradually become better and better friends with everyone around you and it's like you just got to push through and it gets better yeah so do you find that since compete completing this and um like mentally have you felt like a kind of a shift to where you're like i can do where you thought things were really hard before now you look at them and you're like i got this or is it is it different yeah i would say it's definitely it puts a lot of stuff in perspective just like anything i really encounter here will never be as hard as it was on the trail um, so it's always, that was a big part of the trail too, was I was like, all right, it can't be harder than this. And that was kind of like a mindset I took out of the trail was like, it's not going to be harder than the trail. Like nothing can really be that hard. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
Was it sad when you got to the end? Yeah, it was. Honestly, it was going coming towards the end and like seeing Katan and it started to get really sad. But like the actual finish and like end of it, I was pretty much emotionless. Yeah, it was really weird. It was like I just saw the sign. I'm like, all right, like I guess I'm done hiking. I got to do like, my picture. Yeah, my picture. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I guess this is it then. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do next. Like, I just can't go hiking tomorrow. <laughs> like, but did your mom end up coming and hiking with you? She did. She yeah. um, made it out in Pennsylvania with me, which is like one of the harder states to do it in. And, okay. Um, she made it out for, I think, like three nights, okay. which, um, which was a lot of fun. And she was obviously like one of my biggest followers and like, yeah. I kept in touch with her the most. Um, so it was cool for her to like experience the trail life. And like, she got a good taste of everything in the through hike that you pretty much get. Like we stayed at shelters, we met friends and like saw them later on when we were hiking too, which is like a big part. Like you just kind of see each other like every day or so. Um, uh, she had a big fall where she twisted her, sprained her ankle, fell on her face and like, oh pack over her head was laying there and like i thought she broke her arm yeah but like it was just a sprained ankle and i was like that's like the most iconic at throw hike fall like you like, <laughs> like you did it yes yeah, so she just had holes in her shorts like <laughs> she was she was a mess and i was like you have gotten everything that a through hiker experiences in your <sighs> one weekend and it's amazing and <laughs> She made it through too. She pushed through a lot of challenges and yeah, a lot of really hard areas to hike through. So I was really impressed, and I think it'll be something we'll remember for the rest of our lives. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, now, what was what was one of your favorite states that you hiked through? Um, like I mentioned earlier about New Jersey and the Bears, New yeah. Jersey was surprisingly really great okay it had everything kind of it had everything you wanted like scenic overlooks watchtowers um beautiful lakes and ponds um nice trail um the good food and it was all compacted but it wasn't my favorite it was just kind of a shock it was okay. like kind of a little diamond in the rough uh favorite state i mean was probably be the classic of maine um vermont new hampshire and maine was just beautiful uh, yeah it was like everything you dream of when you think of like doing the at and like what you picture and it's like it like lived up to all the hype and it was amazing and um i just loved all three of those last states yeah it's kind of hard to choose a, a favorite how different are the trails from your south carolina and north carolina you know ruddy wet rocky trails is it like that all the way through or do you get some nicer trails it's um pretty dependent on the state and like whatever um kind of volunteer outdoor club maintains it too mm -hmm. um pennsylvania was obviously just all rocks for the northern half of it um i would say it was pretty consistently fairly rooty and rocks weren't as prominent throughout the entire part of it but like you get different types of rocks like new hampshire um it's all like these giant boulder climbs and stuff like that 
Whereas like when you get to Maine, it's all like bedrock outcropping. So it's just these smooth slabs of rock you have to climb up and over rather than boulders where you can get like a good hand grip and okay. things like that. Um, so it's like you get different types of rocks, whereas like Pennsylvania is like anywhere from like a microwave size rock to like a snowball size rock all covering the ground. So it's like some of them you can't really step on. You just have to get a weird angle or step right on the pointy of it. Yeah. Deal with it. Um, roots are pretty consistent the whole way. I hate the roots. Yeah, you trip God, on them all the time. Them. It's you can't look up. No. Like for a second you look up, and boom, I'm gonna trip on. Exactly. Hate them. It's yeah. like, it's like you can't stop it. It's part of it the is thrill. Really it is. You're always tripping. You're yeah. Always getting your foot stuck in something. I've had a really bad trip in Maine where I got my foot caught under a root and like. I like initially it would just like hit the root and you like stumble, but like my foot stuck in there and I like completely just face planted, like oh. nothing stopping me, like just flat on my face. And I was like, and I ended up having the root go into my hip too. Oh. And I was like, I just kind of laid there and I was like, of course. <laughs> God, what shoes did you wear? I had these, um, the ultras, ultras. ultras yeah. I had the lone peaks to start out with, which, um, yeah have less padding and most people start most people started with them but like i would say 75 percent of the people who started with them got rid of them right away like i've just, got a i've got a pair um in our place in black mountain that i need to replace and it's because of that and i feel every single root and rock and everything that i walk on they're nice because mm -hmm. they're super light um but yeah there's yeah, you feel like you said it. Everything. And it's, you feel it at the end of the day, too. You're like, I just stepped on all these rocks and roots. Yep. Um, but most people switch to the Olympuses, which I have on okay. for the rest of the trail. It's pretty much the same exact shoe, just have more padding. So it like felt like rather than feeling every single rock, it feels like you're walking on clouds. Okay. So. How many pair of shoes did you go through? I think it was five. Yeah. I think this is my fifth, the fifth pair. And I'm still wearing them. Yeah. So, did you do drops to where you had a gear drop um, of food and stuff like that, or did you shop at different places as you went along the trail? Uh, I didn't do any of the drops. Okay. Um, that was I'm not a planner. Yeah. <laughs> and that took way too much planning. So I was like, I'll just show up in town and see what they have. So I just did grocery store shopping every time. Okay. And that yeah, seems to be fine. yeah. Low, low stress so you just get what you get exactly. it's amazing that you don't eat as much as you think you're going to eat and you're doing miles upon miles and your body is burning calories and burning calories mm -hmm. but you don't eat as much as you think you're going to no um at least that's you know yeah you yeah like you don't but then you do it's like when you're on trail you don't eat as much like you said you don't eat as much as you would think yeah and how much you're burning and then you get into town and you, and just, you just eat everything it. but it's like that's when you're not even hiking either yeah. so it's like it's weird yeah do would you uh would you do it again when i was hiking the trail and like finishing up i was telling everyone i'm like no way i'm never doing this again like i'm glad it's like i'm finishing up but not ever again but now that I'm off trail and I've been off trail for like a month and a half now, mm -hmm. um, 
I would do it again. Yeah. I, I like crave it. It's yeah. like, um, I mean, like I mentioned earlier, it's like I now know what I'd be getting myself into. And that's kind of the biggest thing that would be holding me back. But also like, I know how great it's going to be. And yeah. I know that I can do it. Yeah. So. That's a big factor. Mm-hmm. Did, um, how was it getting back into society? It was hard. It was, um, it was like my body literally went into shock. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not sleeping. Like, I think my body literally just couldn't process that. Like, we're not hiking 16 miles every day and we're not sleeping on an air mattress in the woods. Like, um, I'm sleeping in the bed. I've got air conditioning. Um, I'm kind of just laying around doing nothing. And so I was not, it took me like at least a week or two to get back into sleeping normal. So it was kind of, it was kind of strange how like I got on the trail, got into like a whole, took me two, three weeks again, a sleeping routine. Yep. And then I had to do the whole thing again, coming back into society. Um, initially getting off trail, like traffic and like yeah. lights and stuff like that. That was a lot. It was like, it was just obnoxious and you like start to realize like wow like the world really is super noisy and there's just like a lot of stuff going on um and do you ever feel unsafe on the trail never from never really from people yeah um there's an everyone on the trail is cool and like super nice and like looks out for each other and in the beginning there's so many people on the trail that there are some more questionable characters Mm -hmm. but like i mentioned there's so many other people who are looking out for everyone that like yeah but i'm also a male and like i know girls definitely feel more uncomfortable and get more uneasy i would say i felt most unsafe when i was like camping alone and i'd hear noises in the woods yeah or like i ran into a moose on trail and that was probably one of the scariest moments i had on trail (laughs) um but see that's why at night you put your earplugs in you don't even hear it yeah exactly or anything (laughs) nothing yep nothing to scare me (laughs) what would you do differently if you went out and did it again uh definitely have better gear Uh (laughs) uh-huh get lighter stuff it's Um, amazing how expensive as the ounces go down the price goes up oh it's it's insane it's kind of ridiculous <laughs> very ridiculous and it, it's like it's kind of funny because like my tent was under a hundred dollars um and made it the entire trail people who spent like five hundred dollars on their tents had zipper problems had tons of holes and stuff like that yeah the only thing that happened with mine was like a tent stake broke and that's because like i was leaning up against it and like put too much weight on it and Luckily, I had like a load repair, um, kind of. I forgot what it's called, but you one of those repair tubes that kind of. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hold the stake or the tent pole together. Um, I would probably commit to like hanging out with people more often, mm-hmm. and like maybe joining a tramley or like having more fun with that. Like not kind of let my own internal issues kind of push me away from people and be alone rather than kind of hang out. I would I would enjoy the social aspect of the trail yeah. more the journey um, a little bit more yeah and like enjoy spending more time in town and like um do stuff like that and like like i the trail goes right by new york city and i just skipped right past new york city a lot of people went in like next time i would probably go into new york city okay do stuff like that like i'm in the area why not go see something cool so did did the trail and what you initially 
went on it for? Did you find that kind of peace or that, you know, did it do what you wanted it to do for you mentally? Yeah, I would say so. And like, I always tell people like, that's a big reason why people go on the trails to, they like look for answers. Mm -hmm. They have something come up and like, I was like, I was working. I pretty much followed the cookie cutter path that like was set out before me. And I wasn't, I wasn't happy. And I was like, this isn't really what I want to do. Um, but like, I don't know what I want to do because I've just been kind of following this path. And so hiking the trail really opened up that whole new door of like, yeah, like I love being outdoors and backpacking. And like, this is a whole new community of like, incredible people from all over the world who just love backpacking and love all these different trails and there's beautiful trails all over the world and it really and like i'm like i could i love doing that and i think that's something i want to do for the rest of my life is just go on these backpacking trips and that was a huge question that was answered um i became way more comfortable with myself yeah way more happy with who i am and like happy that i'm like it's different like what's your future now what are you what are you thinking about you know you're going back to austin mm-hmm. you're going back to work at the same place yep uh i was fortunate enough my company was i was initially planning on quitting and then reapplying when i came back um i really like the company i work for um and they when before i left they decided like if yeah if you're planning on coming back we'll just put you on leave that way we keep you in the system and I'm super grateful for them for that opportunity. So I'll be going back to them and going back to work um, and pretty much plan on like working there for at least a couple more years and kind of get my feet planted. And I know that if something comes up or like a major life Mm -hmm. like situation happens, I can like. And like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, it opens up the door to go hike another trail. Go hit the PCT. Exactly. It's like, all right, like, I just East lost coast my to West job. Coast. Like, <laughs> yeah. Here's six months for me to go hike the PCT. Exactly. And like, I also like, now that I know of all these other trails, it's like, it's a great motivation to go vacation there. Like, all right, like, here's a good week long vacation. Let's go do like a hundred mile or like 75 mile trail. Like. Yeah. That's what I love to do. Like, why not? Do you still keep in contact with some of the people that you met on the trail? Yeah, it's... um, Everyone is connected via Instagram. That was definitely the platform that everyone kind of connected on. Um, But when I road tripped down back to Charlotte with a good friend of mine from trail, we stopped in New York to meet up with friends. We met up friends in Asheville and... We, I actually just messaged a couple friends who live in Indiana because I'll be driving through there, heading back to Wisconsin. So it's like um, everyone is still in touch with each other. Um, even there was, there was one guy who like I barely met one night and like we ran into each other a couple times and it was in Maine, so like the end of the trail. But we both live in Austin and he just messaged me about doing a 100-mile trail down in Texas with him. Oh. And I was like, yeah, that's awesome. Like, yeah. We both know exactly what we're getting into and like... hundred miles is nothing. Exactly. It's it's a little vacation. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but that's like kind of tells you about the community is like 
you know like even if you meet someone like one night and like barely know each other like everyone is so like welcoming and so nice to each other that like it's easy to reach out and be like hey like we both obviously love hiking like you want to go do this trail i know you're in the area yeah so if anybody wanted to kind of check out your thing of what you did and your hike you know how would they find you so I'm on inst- my Instagram account that I use for my hike was sm.onthe.at. Um, that's kind of where I just posted all like my pictures and um, where I'm more connected to the backpacker community. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also had a blog that I made. I knew like my family was all going to be following. So I was like, you know what? Like instead of having to talk to everybody, I'll just create a blog that they can follow along with. And that's also like where I had access to the fundraiser for uh, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. But that blog has like, I'm still updating it. I was on trail. I was not, Yeah. I did not find motivation to keep that going. I was just like, I I can be very lazy. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, that was that was hard for me to uphold and keep it because like when i would post on it i would want it to be good yeah like i would want to get all my thoughts and emotions into it and like provide the proper pictures and like it just took time and yeah so i'm still backlogged on that but still having posts um but that blog is um sm on the at.com okay so they're both like sm on the at cool what advice would you give anybody that's thinking about hiking through hiking the at do it yeah um i would say make sure you have that outside support system is really huge mm-hmm. like i had my family and like even with the blog there are tons of people like i mean that's kind of like how we met i think you yeah. followed me on instagram yep. and like it was just like random people sending support like that it's like giving providing the opportunity for people to support you is like a big key and like, cause you're not going to feel good and like, you're going to need random people to send you messages or like close family members to like reach out to you. Like you're going to need that support, whether you want it or not. Um, that's a big part. Um, embrace the suck of it, obviously. Like, uh, that's a big one. Just like, yeah, it sucks, but when else are you going to encounter something so bad as this and like still love it? Yeah. Um, no, that's good. Yeah. That's good advice, though. You know, yeah. I think some people go out there, even if they go out there to kind of get lost for a while and find themselves, they're still nice to have that little support and those words of encouragement and yeah. that, like, okay, all right, I got this. Yep. I it got this. keeps you accountable, too. Yeah. You know, there's people following along. And oh, like, yeah, like, that's all right, big. Like, I can't let them down. Like, yeah. I'm not quitting. So, exactly. Well, good. Well, man, I appreciate you uh, sitting down and talking yeah. um, with me. Um, your adventure was uh, super cool. Glad to be able to sit and talk. No, thank you. Thanks for supporting me along the whole way. Like I just mentioned, it meant a lot. Um, but yeah, this is great coming on here. Cool. Thanks for being interested in it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, man. Have a good one. Thanks. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Beyond Grit with your host, me, Robert Young. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review. Tell somebody about it. 
You can find this podcast on all major podcast platforms. And be sure to tune in every Wednesday for another exciting success story of somebody going beyond grit. Until then, take care.